You gotta fight for your right for pizza. Do you remember that commercial? No. It was a Pizza Hut commercial? Maybe. Of oh, Domino's? No, it was Pizza Hut. It was Pizza Hut. You yeah. sure? There we go. You gotta fight for your right for pizza. Were they trying to appeal to a new demographic with that? I made that up. That's not a real commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's a totally made up commercial. I just mm-hmm. made it up. Mm-hmm. Fight, But it's be good. It's be a good ad. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I am Estelle Getty. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. I would love to hang out with Estelle Getty. More than me. Possibly, yes. I mean, mean, she's dead. She died, so it would be amazing. (laughs) It would be kind of like like beyond. One of like the great stories of life that I hung out with in 2019. Yeah. Because she's been dead for years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, would you hang out with her as as a ghost, as a corpse, as an alive person? Are you asking me which I would prefer? Was it time travel? I'm just curious if I were to hang out with her in 2019, what version would I I mean, last on the list would be corpse. (laughs) Yeah, way down the yeah, list. Yeah, because that one is just not that like not going to talk to you. Oh well, I was wondering if it was a talking corpse, like a reanimated corpse. So a zombie. Yeah, it would have been better if you said zombie. <laughs> Sorry. That more sense. So zombie is corpse still really last. sounds more disgusting than zombie though. That's zombie what I was still going last for. on the list because yeah. it will eat you. A ghost could be haunting you, but mm-hmm. it could also be Casper. Nice. Yeah. I think it's still Getty's ghost is probably like one of the nicer ghosts. I would hope so. She has probably some good uh, quips though. I heard that on set, she was like a basket case most of the time. Really? Yeah, because she would like have a hard time remembering all the lines. Oh. And she felt and like... she has a lot of quick lines, so... Well, she also felt like she was the least funny of the three, because uh. of the four, because she wasn't a c- comedian. The other three were like comic actors. Yeah. She did like Broadway most of yeah. her life, and then got but that But she job. was actually probably the funniest character. That's debatable. I mean... I think she'd probably be the one that like... You basic motherfuckers would pick as the best oh, character thanks, on the show. Thanks. You basic Golden Girls fans mm-hmm. would all. Uh, well, I'm not saying the best on the show. I was just saying like she had the best. I mean, because a lot of like the humor around everyone else was like she actually had like funny lines on their own. Right, but if you're taking like line by line comedy, yeah, it's probably like fucking Rose. Yeah. She had like the most jokes, but yeah. she was like a dummy on top. Yeah, of she it. yeah. You're right. Estelle Sophia's probably like the one with the most jokes. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Like, Who's your favorite golden girl? Dorothy. Me too. Hands down. Yeah. Easy. Not yeah. even oh, you didn't yeah. have to think about it. No, no. Dorothy. I've been coming around a lot to Blanche lately. Really? She's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Blanche, I probably would have like ranked fourth for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now I think I might rank Blanche too. Ooh. Yeah. She's really funny. Who's in fourth now? Rose. Yeah. Yeah. They switched. Oh. Cause, oh, no. Rose was probably three. I probably had a still Getty at two. Mm-hmm. Now I have her at three. Mm-hmm. But one is Dorothy, but one A is Stan. <laughs> Stan is so funny. Stan is the funniest male character. Yeah. I recently, over the week, I had a Yankee swap, and I bought the Golden Girls Clue game. 
Ooh, who got it? Well, I said to Adrian, I would like named two people. I said, as long as it doesn't go to one of these two people, it'll be great. And it went to one of those two. One of those two people opened it, and he couldn't have cared less. Oh. And then nobody stole it. So oh, he ended no. up having to go home with it. Well, what are you going to do? You know, you that can't sucks, always win. Yeah. You spend fucking $50 on something, and the person who gets it doesn't even want it. Oh. What a time to be alive. Yeah, that's that's the problem with a Yankee swap. It's yeah. a it's a real like oh you don't know what's gonna happen, but if you do uh, a Secret Santa or something like that, it's a little different. You know who you're buying for. Yeah, that's probably the best. The Yankee swap's getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, you know what was the most contested item? Like the honestly, if I'm being totally honest with you, like the shittiest gift was the thing that was like stolen the most. It was a canopy for a beach chair, and then a fucking like a table that you take to the beach. Yeah, but it's Rockaway. I guess. No yeah. one's going to understand what that means. It's a beach town. Yeah. But still, like, you could get that anywhere. Yeah. I got a great gift. Was it Brooke a... Got, Brooke, this wine glass that uh-huh. I'm drinking out of, uh-huh. two of these wonderful wine glasses, uh-huh. a bottle of wonderful French wine, and then a cutting board with Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek carved yeah. into it. And she's like my favorite TV character of the moment. She didn't even buy that for me. She just got it. I yeah. just ended up getting it. Very yeah. lucky. Yeah, that is really lucky. Yeah, I was pretty psyched. I would argue I got. I ended up with the best gift. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, other than your Golden Girls clue that didn't go to a good home. Yeah, the person who got it did not care about it at all. That's sad. Um, some asshole brought a fucking toaster. <laughs> and you want to know a funny thing? Yeah. It's fine. I can call him an asshole because he's my friend and he knows it was a shitty gift. Yeah. So he... Was it a, an unwrapped one? Like no, a new, it was, was wrapped. It, okay. It was, but, I mean, like new in box. <laughs> yeah, it was a brand new toaster. Uh-huh. But fuck you, a, to- a goddamn yeah. toaster. Beat it. And he also gave English muffins. So nice. this person, my friend Luke, he bought the toaster. Mm-hmm. You, you following? Mm-hmm. So, and in the process of... Uh, swapping swapping mm-hmm. he had a gopro oh but then the person who goes first who was jason franny's husband mm-hmm. he gets to go last oh. he was the one he had the toaster mm-hmm. and then as he was going last stole the gopro from luke and luke ended up with his own <laughs> shitty toaster which was like pure joy yeah pure, that's, that's exactly how it should that's be that's good take your toaster home fucko I mean, like, I could use a new toaster, so if it was a good one, sure. I think it was a, a good one. Yeah. It was like a, I don't know what they call it. What's the brand that everybody gets? Cuisinart? Yeah. So it was a pretty, I think it was a decent toaster, but still beat it with the toaster. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This might be so boring for everybody. <laughs> Christmas, you know? I mean, I just want to catch up. I want to hear the story. Max is my son, and he's still, well, he's still, like, pretty into... Because people haven't taken their decorations down. So he yeah. still like see Santa and mm-hmm. he gets excited and he goes, Santa. And he goes, ho, 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 Christmas. Because <laughs> I was trying to teach him, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Yeah, so but he, he just skips Merry. And ho, he just goes, ho, ho, Christmas. Ho, 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 Christmas. <laughs> and he's still saying it, which is fucking adorable. So oh man, I should come over early sometime and actually see him. <laughs> yeah, you could fair. You could come over early yeah. if you wanted. It's all the route to the end of the night shit, though. So it's yeah, like, well then I can just sit here by myself, <laughs> watch the episode again. 
So I'm drinking wine. You're mm-hmm. not drinking. Oh yeah, I'm you're not, one of those sober I'm not, January. I'm not people. only doing sober January. I decided to do whole thirty because I'm just trying to really make my January austere and not fun at all. Sure, yeah, no, you um, gotta I remember, kick yourself in the ass in January. It's last, the perfect month to do it when everybody's month already to do depressed. It. Exactly. Well, also everyone else is doing it, so you can kind of commiserate. Everyone else is doing it, so why can't we? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a uh, album title. By I believe uh, I don't know I want to say the cranberries but I don't think it is. <laughs> That's what the internet's for. I don't look things up in the middle of the show like you. I'm looking it up in the middle of the show like Rachel. <laughs> so tell us about Whole Thirty. Um. So I, uh, you know, I moved recently, but I just I didn't just move. I had like a. Very incredibly... The cranberries. It was the cranberries, yeah. I had a very stressful move. So I was doing a lot of emotional eating the last couple of months. And I was like, I need something. I was already going to do a dry January. Um, and I was like, I need something to kind of bring some mindfulness back to my eating. So I was mm-hmm. like, let's do Whole30 because it's like an easy enough thing to follow. Um, and it, it, the whole point is like it's to help you figure out which things irritate your digestive system. And uh, so it takes out all these things that are like common things that would bother your digestion. Mm. This is really thrilling conversation. Yeah, this is. Everybody's like, I already know what this is, (laughs) Rachel. I actually don't know what it is. So you can eat, um, you can eat a lot of like carbs, essentially. I'm out. Can't eat sugar. Can't have um, dairy. I'm out. No soy. I don't. What do you? What will you eat? Um, I eat a lot of vegetables and meat. Ugh. Oh, meat's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like broccoli? But like no cheese. What do you like, broccoli? I like broccoli. Hey, what do you like, fucking broccoli? I, I like baby? fucking broccoli, yeah. That's like, hey. You know what yeah. was on the other day? Goodfellas? The Sopranos oh. was like on a marathon the other Ooh. day. Oh, my God, that show. On HBO, I assume. Yeah. yeah I was like, not just on One of the HBOs was like yeah. just running. It was on Lifetime. It might even still be happening. <laughs> Last night yeah. was like... It was still running, and it was like the dream episode when Annette Benning is. Uh, oh, oh my God. God, I I watched all of that not that long ago, but I'm kind of like maybe I need to go back and watch Sopranos again. I just introduced someone to the Soprano style Instagram account, which is one of my favorites. Uh, do, are you do you follow them? Nope, I don't even oh. know. I didn't even know it was a thing. Oh yeah, Soprano style, great Instagram account. There was a really good picture of Christopher on January first that said New Year, New Use. <laughs> It was good. Christopher Moltisanti. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. That show is that. I think I mean, it's deep, the greatest deep show. Deep down, time. I kind of wish deep that down. I were. Deep down, I wish I were Italian American. <laughs> so you could have those nails like Carmela. Mm-hmm. And be part of the mob. So when I was. And this is. We got to get off this. We got to get into the episode. But <laughs> Eventually. So the. Uh, the ones that I was watching over the weekend were heavily the Livia episodes before she oh, dies. Oh, yeah. She's so, oh my God. She's intense, which she's is why I best. don't love oh, those episodes as much I, because she's, I can't stand her. Because oh my she's God, so, she makes me laugh so hard. I mean, no, like she's a great character, but, but the thing is she's so awful that I can't stand her. She's so, such mm-hmm. comedy though for me. So, I don't yeah, know why. Uh, she makes me laugh. Um, when she's in the hospital next to that old lady and she's like, <laughs> She's like always making just like noises. I love yeah. her. Um, Sad. Wonder where that show would have went had she not died. Because she wasn't, you know, she was yeah. going to be on the show until it ended. Oh, she died in real life? Yeah. And that's why she's not on. Oh. Yeah, they have that weird episode where they like fucking did a, like 
a CGI head after she was dead to like tie it up. Oh my God. Yeah, I like, never realized that yeah, she died while making the show. She was never, she was like factored into the whole series. Wow. Yeah. She's great. That's Nancy crazy. To think Chand. That's crazy to think Rest about in peace. I would like to hang out with her corpse. <laughs> Bring it back. Speaking of corpses, you know, he's digging himself more of a grave. Louis C.K. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the thing is now, Louis, I, he's going He's going to try to be Dennis Miller now to like salvage his career. Uh. And I'm not even saying Dennis Miller is nowhere near Louis C.K. Like he yeah. never did anything like yeah. offensive to like women or anything. Yeah. But he's like a right wing comic. Yeah. So he knows where his bread is buttered. And now I think Louis C.K. is like, who's not going to care that I sexually assault a woman? Oh, Republicans. Yeah. Now I'm a right wing Republican. Yeah. And he'll like, he's trying to salvage his career that way. Yeah. Which is like, whatever. Uh, yeah. Just get out of my fucking face. Yeah. I like, I don't, I think that people can be allowed to have careers again, but not when they aren't actually like, it's like when you're a child and you say, sorry, but you don't mean it. Like, that's like what he's doing essentially. But he'd never even said those words. No, no. He never said, I'm sorry either. So he can go. He's not sorry at all. You know Um, what they say? What? Kids. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) They say that, you know that, right? Sorry, not sorry. I see you drinking that wine and I just want it. I'm not beautiful. giving it to you. You got to get your whole 30 on. Mm-hmm. All right, Rachel. Then Degrassi, the next generation. This is uh, episode uh, 219, which is uh, the 33rd episode mm-hmm. of Degrassi, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because there have been a multitude of two-parters, which to me is just like one episode, you know, mm-hmm. this I call this the 29th episode of Degrassi, the next generation. The name of this episode is Fight for Your Right. Fight for Your Right, parentheses to party, mm-hmm. is a Beastie Boys song. So, mm-hmm. Rachel, mm-hmm. what's your favorite Beastie Boys song? Is it Girls? No. <laughs> good good sarcastic girls? guess. I would have guessed though. Girls. You're going to guess you. Girls? Tattoo the dishes. Uh, no, it's not Girls. I actually had a really hard time with this because I, I love the Beastie Boys, and I don't... Uh, like, if I'm going to think about, like, a single or something like that. It's hard because they're an album band. Yeah, they're an album band. And yeah. so I was like, it's really hard to say, like, one song. But then also, like, I kind of, like, the albums that I really like are, like, Paul's Boutique through Same. Hello Nasty. Same. And those are what I listen to. And I listened to all of them again today because I was like, it's been a while. Let's, like, see. Let's see. And I was like, oh, there's some really good, like, deep cuts in there. Like, Heart Attack Man and Nettie's Girl. Heart and like about Bill Lambert. <laughs> From the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> and, like, I got all, like, nostalgic thinking about, like, I remember, well, I was really into music when Hello Nasty came out, and my two best friends were huge Beastie Boys fans. Um, Kindle. Drop! Kindle and Beth. Um, and so, like, I listened to a lot of Beastie Boys, more so by default, because they loved them so much. Um, all, a lot of my friends went to that Tibetan Freedom concert where that girl got struck by lightning because that was in D.C. I got a T-shirt from it. <laughs> I didn't go, though. I was on vacation. Um, so I've never from seen... your mind. I don't think I've ever seen the Beastie Boys live, but I oh. had a really hard time with this. But if I had to pick a song, I would have to go with a single, I think, because I don't really think there's any that I could pull out of the album that weren't singles. Okay. Because I don't think that on the... I think that, like... I actually was surprised. I listened to Hello Nasty at the end of the day, and I was like, this is a great album start to finish. Like, Excellent. 
I was like, oh, there's so many good songs in here. But I think that I would probably pick uh, So What You Want. Oh. Great song. Yeah. That's yeah, after that whole pick. long thing. No, why? What is yeah, wrong? Yeah, I know. I had a long, a long diatribe. I was like, oh. It's such a fun yeah. uh, change of pace. Yeah. For uh, you to go on about all these things you like. Yeah. and so surprising. Body Movement was probably one of my oh, favorite wow. music videos We'd of all time. We'd be getting down in your crush yeah. grooving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to know what your favorite is, but I also want to know who your favorite Beastie Boy is. This is a great Great question. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, they're an albums band, so it's mm-hmm. Paul's Boutique. I'm going to say is my is that's like the yeah, that's I, the thing. I think that Paul's Boutique is probably my favorite album. It too. Hangs yeah. Whole, it's it's. I will say that Paul's Boutique is still in their like their less self realized era. Like I feel like they got better as they got older. But I don't think as... there's anything necessarily offensive. No. On it, but it's also so much more about the production than it is about mm-hmm. the words. Agreed. Uh, but Johnny Royale is a mm-hmm. great song on that album. Um, I'm not going to pick a song from that album because I think that that album is just like a masterpiece of it in, in and of itself as a whole. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm going to pick? What? I am going to pick. It's not a deep cut. Oh, it was you know, not a single. Well, you know what's funny? I was also thinking about this. Like, I never I never listened, listened to License to Ill. Like ever, like I don't know that I ever, I never owned it. I don't yeah. think I've ever really like gone back and I'm, listened I was to a, it. I was an adolescent boy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. no, it makes it. sense. Yeah, did it like this? But I was like, like, I don't that, even know. I mean, I know some of the songs that are on it, but I don't know any of the deep cuts from it. Well, the, there are very problematic songs on it, but then there's like Brass Monkey and Holding Out, Hit It. Oh, Those yeah. are really still funny. I mean, learning what a Brass Monkey was was like one of the most important New York things to me. Sure, and also uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn is great. Oh yes, but. My, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is my favorite song, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. This is not a single, but it's also not like a super deep cut that people don't know. I'm going to say Get It Together mm-hmm. from uh, Ill Communication mm-hmm. with the song with Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. Get It Together. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. I was actually singing it the other day. I was doing the, all, the whole bit for Adrian because Adrian was like, <laughs> well, I don't know why we were talking about the Beastie Boys. It wasn't because of this. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't realize that Ad Rock was married to Ioni Sky. Oh, yeah. No, we knew, that was like a big thing when right. I was a kid. So then Not, I did the like whole, a teenager. I wrapped the whole yeah. tip Ad Rock down with the Ioni. This to the shit because both of them is bony. Got to do it like this, like Chachi Joni. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. But I did the whole, <laughs> the whole bit. bit. Yeah. So my favorite Beastie Boy, we'll do this. We'll both do this. Okay. It's hard since MCA died to not have a reappraisal of how fucking great MCA was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mine has always been MCA. So, like, okay, great. So, I mean, and I, I, but I love. They're all great, but I think there's something about him that I'm just like, well, nope, it's that still. voice. He's got the discernible, mm-hmm. scratchy. Voice. Yeah, I could always tell his voice from and the other two. And Mike D sometimes get lost. <laughs> yeah, both I can. Sort of I'm like, pretty crazy. sure I can tell the difference between Mike D and Ad Rock. But to be honest, I'm not sure I'm always right. I always, I was always an Ad Rock guy. Mm-hmm. But like I said, since MCA died, it's kind of hard to not. Mm-hmm. Put him now on the pedestal. Yeah, do love Ad and Rock he too. sort of and seems, do love Mike D too. MCA seemed to be the one who sort of was the most like, oh man, guys, we fucked up when we were kids. Yeah, he I think he was the, the first pusher. one to kind of be like, this was wrong, and then I think the rest of them came to it. But then I mean, Adam also, fucking married Kathleen Hanna for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, biggest right girl. There's a documentary about Kathleen Hanna mm-hmm. called Rock the Rock Singer, mm-hmm. and it's really fucking great, and you should watch it if you've never seen it. No, I've never seen it. But that. in it, there's like a whole thing where mm-hmm. she talks about 
how much she struggled with falling in love with him because oh. her whole community was this like yeah. riot girl feminist and they're like you're falling in love with the fucking did it like this did it like that did it with a wiffle ball bat guy yeah and like that was a big struggle and they had to like come to terms with it she had to come to terms with it and ultimately yeah. they did and they got yeah. past it. well that's I mean that's actually like a good lesson with like what we were starting to talk about a little bit with like Louis C.K. and stuff is that I think, yeah, you can learn things. Like, I don't think you you come out of the womb knowing everything and how not. to do things, and right? And they were like, so young and dumb Oh, yeah, exactly. And, like, also, like, you know, you kind of get isolated. They got famous pretty young. I mean, well, they were doing starting doing this very young. And so it's, like, you can get isolated in that world and not necessarily know, like, what what's good or not. And they were, like, outsiders sort of in the, in the rap community. So yeah. they were, like, trying to be... You know, even like more like bigger than everybody else, like mm-hmm. and gruffer and like meaner and like yeah. weirder. So, but they ended up great. And poor MCA, rest in peace. Yeah, I um, they always make me think of New York in this nostalgic way of like before. I mean, I've I've been coming to New York since I was a kid, but there's something about them that there's like this New York I never knew that mm. they kind of represent to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I've never, <laughs> I never listened to their last album, the To the Five Burrows. Was that the last one or was it the second to last? I feel like there was one after, after that. that. I never like listened to either of those. It was like hard because they were like doing all sorts of different things. Yeah. Like they were doing those, uh, that instrumental stuff as well. Yeah. No, I'm firmly from Paul's Boutique to Hello Nasty as well. Mm-hmm. And even Hello Nasty, I'm not like as uh, it veers, well-versed on. It veers off, but I realized, I listened to it a few years ago because I found the CD of it and I had a car with a CD player. And so mm. I was listening to it a bunch. And I was like, oh, this is, this is really good. And it's, yeah, but yeah, they're an album's band. You're lucky you had that car with a CD player. Else you, if you'd be like Spinner, you'd be still listening to tapes. I know. What a fucking segue. <laughs> I'm such a fucking segue You're really, I know. Something about your house, it just gives you this like segway energy monster. for... Let's get into this. How long have we been fucking talking, man? Jesus Christ in heaven. Too long. Too long. So Fight for Your Right is an Emma episode. Oh, yeah. It's a real Emma. Big time Emma Real, real annoying Emma episode. (laughs) Can I get up and pour some water? So this is an Emma-centric episode. Mm -hmm. Emma Nelson. Yes. Emma Rogers Nelson. Emma Rogers. That's Prince Prince Rogers Nelson. (laughs) So we start off with Emma. Emma Rogers Nelson. Talk. Do you think they named her Emma Nelson Nelson after Prince? No. No. <laughs> Probably not. No, because Spike was Spike Nelson. Yeah, and Prince's name is not Emma. No, but maybe they get maybe if we go into it, maybe they all have rock and roll last names. Oh. Isaacs. Nope. Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. Maybe. Kind of. Uh, Santos. Yeah. Steve Irwin. <laughs> Santos isn't one. Uh, Craig. Yeah. What's Craig's last name? Bindi face. Carlos Santosana. <laughs> Carlos San. Did you talk about Carlos Santana? Yeah. <laughs> Viva Carlos Santana. <laughs> All right. So Emma is on a mission. Oh my God. An important mission. She is a martyr who's going to die on this hill of genetically modified food. Yeah. And can I just start off by saying. Yes. There's no fish DNA in genetically not modified food. <laughs> Well, maybe now, but you don't know what was going on in 2003. <laughs> there was scorpion DNA in the bread. I was something. just like, what the fuck is this? One of the they worst. Are on the, she and Ashley are on this genetically modified kick, and I'm just, oh. Uh, Ashley is along for the ride. Emma is on the train. Yeah, yeah. Emma's driving the train. Yeah. So we open with Emma, Rachel. 
We open with Emma in the in her house with mm-hmm. her stepfather Archie, who she calls Archie, mm-hmm. and she's running her pitch. She's like going through how she's going to pitch Dan Woods, Principal Radich, on getting GM Foods, genetically modified foods, out of the business and organic foods only. Mm-hmm. And Spike, sorry, Snake, mm-hmm. is like, dude, enough. You you've run the pitch enough. Yeah, and also he does a really good Principal Radich impression. Yeah, he's got big fake glasses on, mm-hmm. like big mm-hmm. old, mm-hmm. like goony glasses. So there's also this thing at the beginning where it's Snake makes it very clear that Spike is not around, so all of the parenting duties are falling on Snake. And this all happens in the cold open, and you think it's going to pay off, and it never does. That's yeah. like the only mention is yeah. like Spike's yeah. not. It's just like to, I guess, write Spike out of the episode. Yeah, well, I mean, it comes up multiple times in that, when like... does it come up again? Well, because, like, when Emma gets suspended, and, like, they oh, can't call it? her mom, and all uh, of that. Yeah, right? it does, but I was even, like... But even that's, like, nothing. I like, think the whole cares. point of it is to kind of show the tension with, like, Snake being a teacher at the school, so, you know, but also being part of Emma's family. See, it felt like, to me, it was going to be... This bit where Snake was like, oh, Spike's going to think like, oh, look what happens when I'm not around. Yeah. But that was not it at all. No, no, no. I, it was all about Emma and Snake's relationship, but also their relationship to the school. Right. So how being a teacher and also a stepfather is like a kind of a... Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough... I uh, say slippery slope a lot on this podcast, but, so I don't want to yeah. say that. I don't think it's a slippery, a slippery slope. slope. It's like a... it's, But it's like something tough. that needs to be navigated. And yeah. Tough road to hoe. Yeah. There was I couldn't think of a word for Emma's um, staunch support of 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 thinking things like her beliefs cannot her staunch support of thinking things. <laughs> See, this is me trying to think of words and I can't think of them. Oh. Her um, the unwavering here. beliefs, not only in like certain ideals, but also in like how she interacts in the world, like with when it comes to these things, like. Like, well, there's an absolutism to her, like a black and white. There is no, like, in between. I think that rings very true to me Yeah, as a 13-year-old, like a young person. A young person in those situations, that's what they are. That's what I was It's also something I do often, but, you know. You do it now, (laughs) even at 34 years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you do, definitely, for Mm -hmm. sure. I can vouch for that. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just passion. Yeah. She is passionate. Yeah. Um. I loved the open with her and uh, Snake. I, can, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Just call him Archie. I know, but it's like yeah. I, the, the SN comes to my mind. Uh, yeah. I thought it was very adorable. I thought it was sweet. Mm-hmm. She called him Archie two times. Yeah. And that was like great. Yeah. So they have a good relationship now. I think what, I guess you call your stepdad by his first name. Not. I think you should call. I think if you're a step uh, child, mm-hmm. you <clears> should be forced to call your step parent uh, stepfather. She should say, stepfather, stepfather, what is it you need? What do you call your in-laws? Do you call them mother and father? I call them by their first names. Yeah, like a normal person. Yeah. yeah. But they're not my step-parents. No, no. I have real parents. Yeah. So I call them by their first names. Mm-hmm. But that took a while. Hey, step- For a long time, I didn't like really step call them. Step-mommy and really, step-daddy. For a long time, I didn't really, really call them anything. <laughs> Just like, hey, 
And I really, I'm going to be honest with you, hey. it's really only within like the last year. It's a lot of eye contact and haze. Adrian and I have been together for over a decade, and it's really only within the last year that I yeah. started to just call them yeah. by their first names. Maybe a year might be a stretch. It might be like two years, but... Before you had a child or after? Maybe it was after having the baby. Yeah. That's when I started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get uh, the theme song, the great theme song, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I can't thinking of our theme song. I can't think of how it goes. I know I can make it through. If I do. And then <laughs> Emma shows up dressed. Uh, For a fishing As outing? a fisherman. <laughs> Taken, like, what is this? This well, hat and taken this... Taken piece by piece. It's yeah. not... It's, it, it's, 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 piece it's by piece, vest. it's not that bad. No. But all together, it looks like she's about to go fly fishing well, somewhere. The, the reason it feel, felt like a fisherman thing. I literally wrote down, is Emma going fishing in this outfit? <laughs> she's like jump popper. But she... Uh, the reason it looked so much like a fisherman thing is because she was bringing genetically modified tomatoes for Principal oh, yeah, yeah, Radich yeah. to eat in a picnic basket, yeah. which looked more like a tackle box. Yeah. It was so, like, the yeah. way they dressed her, I they had to have done it on purpose. Yeah. Because she had that, she just looked like a fisherman. Yeah. Um, so she's going in uh, to get, to try to uh, fight for this cause. So she's going to have a meeting with Principal Radich. They show the meeting. It is her Ashley, a some, silent man. And, and some then woman some, we've never seen. Some girl. girl. Yeah, I think she was in she's a wheelchair. She's definitely a girl. I just usually do say woman for anybody. I know, but then I she's like literally a 12-year-old she's girl. she's a child. <laughs> uh, and I think she was like in a wheelchair or something. So she got a line because she yeah. was handicapped. Yeah. The, the boy with the long hair got no nothing lines. to say. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I have the most problem with mm-hmm. in this episode happens in this scene. Uh-huh. She offers, she says, Principal Radich, taste this genetically modified tomato. Mm-hmm. And he bites into the tomato as if it were an apple. Yeah. And that is disgusting. <laughs> no one ever does that. I mean, I love tomatoes, but I've never uh, done that. Could you imagine just picking up a f- tomato and just... <laughs> That's like a... What, what is it? Are you eating styrofoam? No, that's how you take a bite of stuff. That's <laughs> Sounds how you, like a styrofoam that's tomato. How you, that's what the sound it makes when yeah. you bite something? What do you? What <laughs> happens when you bite into an apple? I mean a tomato. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a soda stream, like yeah. putting, putting the, the yeah. carbon dioxide into some water. So he takes a bite out of a tomato, and it's hideous. <laughs> and he's like, that tastes good. And she said, well, there's scorpion blood in it or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think that any child in this episode understands what genetically modified actually means. Let me just, quick, quick breakdown. I mean, granted, this Please. is like 15 years later. But like any seeds that have been like, uh, they'll essentially crossbreed seeds so that they're like sturdier and hardier. So less, there's more crops produced. They don't necessarily taste as good, but it doesn't mean that they cross it with fish DNA. Like, but is there definitely not? There's definitely not fish DNA in your vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, but do you know that for a fact? There's definitely not fish DNA in your vegetables. <laughs> we're laughing because <laughs> we're laughing not because of the content of the episode, but because Rachel, <laughs> when Rachel's, we're in our new setup, uh-huh. and when Rachel talks into a microphone, she insists on putting a pillow <laughs> behind the microphone. But as it stands now, 
I'm only I can only see the top of her head. Yeah. And so I took a picture of it and I'm gonna <laughs> post it. And we're laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I believe you. I think but that where did she get that from? There had to have been some sort of like The internet. I mean, you've heard of the internet and <laughs> fake news, right? No, what is that? There is a time when Snake gives them free internet research time in a class. I love that. Yeah. Let's use like, this last oh, 10 okay. minutes for free research. Yeah, I was like, I wonder what they're going to look up. I would be looking up. What would you have, honest? This is, I would be, oh, in nine, in yeah, well, what, what years? 2003? Pitchfork, right? I would have uh, been straight on Pitchfork. Oh, yeah, probably. I was in college by this point. Um, did Friendster exist yet? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe on Friendster. Oh, on my live journal. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been on my live journal I writing would pay things. One million American dollars to read your live journal. Oh, it still exists. Could I find it? Yeah, I not only have a live journal, I also have a dead journal. You know who else had a live journal that I would pay a million dollars to read? Lindsay. Oh, you know really? Lindsay. Shout yeah. out to Lindsay. Yeah. She's listening. Yeah, Lindsay, I'll pay you a million dollars to read that fucking live journal. <laughs> Can I imagine. get like five dollars per entry? Oh boy, I could only yeah. imagine the fucking um, the, emo-ness the best, I mean, ripping it's off of those so live emo because it's from like age 17 to 21, probably. Oh man. Yeah. And that it is a is, time in your life. It but the best thing about it is that I never had private entries, so everything is cryptic, so no one knew what it meant, and now I don't know what it means. <laughs> so you still have it? It's like still on the internet? Yeah, live yeah, journal still yeah. exists. Yeah, do I want to share it with the fans? No, I don't even. I, I'm saying yeah. I pay a million dollars for it. I'd pay zero. I don't really care. I just, I, <laughs> I, the idea of what it is in my head is so much stronger uh-huh. than what it actually will be. Yeah. That I actually don't want to read. Yeah. Yours or Lindsay's. Yeah. Because in my head, they're so fraught. Yeah. And I don't want to know that yeah. they weren't yeah. that fraught. Yeah. I mean, they probably are, but it's a lot of like, Slightly poetic writing. It's a little bit like Ashley. It's, yeah, <laughs> you. I think we used to say you were like Emma, but I bet you you. Were I'm a little Ashley. Ashley and Ellie. Like I'm a little honest. bit Ashley. I'm a little bit Emma. Mm-hmm. That's at least the second time I've referenced. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll on this <laughs> podcast. Um. So where were we? They have the meeting. Mm-hmm. Dan Wood says it's too expensive. Beat it. Mm-hmm. So you're saying genetically modified foods are fine. Yes. I mean, the thing is, is that genetically modified can mean a lot of things. Well, that's the whole thing on the episode where they're like, it's not, we don't know that it's bad, but we don't know that it's good. That's what they keep saying. Yeah. But there's a big difference between like trying to breed like hardier, which like they've been doing for thousands of years anyway. Like a lot of like apples have been crossbred so that you get new kinds of apples and that's genetically modified. Like it, it is a more broad term. Then what it means, but I think that people think it sounds bad because they're like, oh, science is messing with my food. But that's not exactly what it means. It definitely does not mean that there's fish DNA in your tomato or apple okay, or so whatever I ju- Sheila's Scor- serving. There was also scorpion DNA yeah. or something, the scorpion blood. Now, why would I, you have – like what would the scorpion blood do to improve a tomato? But my thing is there must have been at some point yeah. in like 2003 – Yeah. That must have been a possibility because mm-hmm. why would they have that on the show? No, I, you're saying there's no. <laughs> I way. think when people didn't she really made a whole know Oak tag a lot. fucking presentation yeah. Poster on board, the yeah. scorpions, mm-hmm. it was like a what's that called a triptych? <coughs> a triptych, yeah. Okay. I think that um, yeah, I think there was it's just like a lot of unknowns, and I think it's all like that fake news scare tactic bullshit. Fake news. And this was like when the internet wasn't that big of a thing. You He's know? a maker. It's hard to find all that information there. 
This is before Wikipedia. Wikipedia is the best. Mm-hmm. You ever go on there? I, I have. Yeah. Did I tell you what horrible thing I found exists you can go the other on, day? You can look up anything. You can look up like wrestling matches. You heard about Wiki Feet, right? Oh, oh, you sent me that? You know what happened? Yeah. I'll talk about... Uh, this could be cut. Okay. You sent it. I saw it like two hours after and everybody had already commented on it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I have nothing new to bring to the table. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not, I was I like, I was like Pat doesn't care about I do care fetish. about I thought it was very funny. <laughs> but I was with Max. We were going, I had taken him mm-hmm. to the doctor. And then we went to the park. And then by the time I got home and saw it, there were so many comments on it between yeah. you, Meyer, and Pete. Shout out Meyer and Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I have nothing to add. Yeah. Should I text right now and say, this is all great? <laughs> A bit delayed. You know how, like, after when you see something, even even if it's, like, just one thing, and it's, like, two hours later, you're like, I'm, what am I going to say now? Yeah. Great job. Good job. We did it. Good uh, video that you sent me. I don't know what to tell you. Um, So, wiki feet. Wiki feet. Anyway. uh, So, I don't remember where we were. Oh, David said Mm -hmm. beat it. And then does she get suspended? No. uh, No, no, no. Dan Woods was kind of, like... I don't know. I feel like he was, like, bored with this presentation. Yeah, he was not. He didn't really care. Yeah. He said, like, thank you for bringing it to my attention, but he did not care. No. Dan Woods was all over this episode. This was Dan Woods' biggest episode. Yeah, it was a real heavy, heavy Dan Woods episode. Um, (laughs) There's direct blame on Sheila for the food, which, like, it's all her fault. Which, I mean, I was like, she just Sheila. cooks what she's given. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she doesn't choose, like, I'm going to use these organic vegetables versus these scorpion tomatoes. <laughs> so, yeah, Emma's outside. Emma's like, you know what? I'm not going to stop. Because Sean basically tells her, if you believe, well, this is Sean, your fucking, fucking best Sean. friend that you love so much. He's like, if you believe in something, well, actually, he's right here. I like him here. Uh, if you believe in something, you should stand up for it and keep fighting. And she tells Manny she's going to give up, but then something happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know exactly what happens. So she tells Manny, I guess I lost. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, and she before she was like, she's just following her conscience. Right, she did say she's following her conscience. But so in, in an effort to squash Emma's righteousness, Dan Woods has Sheila the Lunch Lady film basically a propaganda video mm-hmm. about how the food's all great. And it's like a scored video with JT in it. Yeah. Like eating food and being like, this is delicious. And it's only three ninety nine. <laughs> and also like Ellie brought up a really good point um, when Emma was uh, first talking about why uh, the food was bad. And she was like, you know, some people can't afford to eat. Like it, it, there is something about affordability of food. This is a lot like the computer's. Yeah. Yeah. Story, Emma's taking the side. But yeah. also, but Emma's not like rich. Like it's her fucking mother, you know, like. She, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. But she's, she's not poor either. Right. Very true. Except Ellie said, so Ellie was, Ellie did say what you said, where she was like, you know, some people don't have other options. And she says, well, it could give you cancer. What if they get cancer? And, and she, Ellie says, well, if it means having a, getting. Being alive now. Well, like, it's like. Yeah. If it means like having uh, having the idea of a future, but a future with cancer, I'd rather have the future. And I was like, wait, that's poorly worded. Yeah. Just don't bring up the cancer yeah. part in that, Ellie. Yeah. I was surprised the side Ellie was on in this episode. Yeah. Also, I don't think genetically modified food gives people cancer. I know that, but you got to look at it yeah. from the 20, 2003 Yeah, but lens, think about all those Rachel. poor people who couldn't eat food because they thought they might get cancer. 
from all those scorpion tomatoes. I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't really know. I'm not a big, I don't mm-hmm. know a lot about the genetically, genetically. <laughs> I also said <laughs> notified earlier. So. We're ki- yeah, we're killing it right now. I'm not drinking either. No. <laughs> My uh, eye is twitching a little bit though. So then, so then lunch the, lady and Emma yeah. get into a fight. Yeah. Apparently Emma doesn't know what slander means like, mm-hmm. because she thinks that Sheila slandered her, which she didn't. But uh, it, it leads very quickly into a food fight, mm-hmm. which Emma is convinced she did not cause because she didn't throw food. And this is where I got had a problem with Emma. But do you think she caused it? She fr- instigated it. But why? Who? How, what was the first food that was thrown? Because I don't remember. I thought it was Emma. Let's go back. No, Emma didn't throw food. Mm-hmm. Somebody threw something at Emma, and I mm-hmm. think it missed Emma. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> we can go back. So it was accidental. So yeah. I, I would say Emma. So she, yeah, all right. Like, the thing is, is that... What Emma does in the end is apologize for the food fight, which she should have done to begin with. I don't think she started the food fight. I feel like she did. But she did not throw... I would say Jimmy started the food fight. Mm -hmm. But can I just say this about... So there's a full-blown Animal House food fight in the middle of this Uh serious episode where everybody's just fucking laughing and throwing food at each other. It's like Benny Hill. It's amazing. It's amazing. But let me just say... No, everyone on TV and in movies having food fights mm-hmm. has way more fun than any real people would have in a food fight because it's fucking gross. If the second ketchup like hit my face in a food fight, I'd vomit. Mm-hmm. I also love how uh, everyone has stained shirts for the rest of the episode. Of course, because they're throwing like <laughs> condiments and fucking Yankee oh. beans and shit um, at the each be- other. The other best part about this food fight is you get to see some of the foods that they throw, which included like blue Jello with green macaroni it's in it. So gross! <laughs> it honestly makes me want to vomit. Yeah. If I had that, sh- like, because I had hair in those days. Mm-hmm. If I got like fucking ketchup in my hair. I'd be like so. What food is blue Jello with green macaroni, Pat? You haven't had Jello macaroni. <laughs> it's Jello macaroni. It's a famous dish in Canada. It's a famous Canadian dish. <laughs> it's one of the great Canadian desserts. A Canuck. Canucks. Canucks. Is Canucks rude? I don't think so. We'll ask a Canadian. We'll start a new a new segment called Ask a Canadian. <laughs> so they have this food fight. Emma gets suspended. Mm-hmm. For starting the food fight that she didn't fight, Rachel. Sorry, Rachel and I have a uh, dis- differing opinion on, mm-hmm. on whether or not she. I don't think it. she should have gotten suspended for it, but it's the same thing as like. I mean, this happens all the time in like legal cases, though. Like, I still think that she <laughs> instigated it. <laughs> I think that legal she instigated. <laughs> I guess, but she didn't do it on purpose. Jimmy's Jimmy's threw it with intent. Yeah. Yeah, he threw it with intent after food ended up on him because Emma was trying to pull Toby's food away from him. Right, but but it was also just like dry French fries. Like, I mean, that's not a big deal. Jimmy throws like something wet and it hits Paige. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, then they're just off to the races, and it's like a f- giant food fight. Have you ever mm-hmm. been in a food fight? No. I would die of like disgust. 
You have you ever been in a fist no, fight? No, I would. Do they fucking, happen ever? Like no, I feel like I they only happen in, in TV. hundred percent. But Maybe I bet like, it'd be really fun on TV to be in. I bet you, like, if you talk to people who went to like summer camp, they. Probably oh yeah, I didn't go to summer camp. No, I did swim team, and mm. that's it. We didn't have food fights at swim team. We made bracelets out of uh, string. Mm. Friendship bracelets. Friendship bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> so Emma gets suspended. Mm-hmm. She has a little bit of a tiff with Archie because she tries to go back to his class because she's like, I don't believe where, where he's teaching a lesson on adjusting screen colors. Is that what he was doing? <laughs> this media immersion class really runs the gamut of like what that is considered. Who the fuck knows what's going yeah. on in media immersion? Oh my god! So she tries to go back to class, but Archie's like, "Look, you're suspended. You got to go. I I support you, but you got to go." Yeah, and then she doesn't seem to understand the difference between his support and him saying that she needs to go home either. Right, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So then Emma is like got a sign, and she's like holding a sign outside saying mm-hmm. like, "I'm being silenced by the man," <laughs> yeah. which I love. And she's I don't know. across the from the school, so she's not on school property technically. I mean, I kind of love it. It's mm-hmm. so teenagery. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, I had to cough. I'm super into it. I mm-hmm. loved it. Dan Woods <clears throat> is like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Woods says, if you don't, uh, if tomorrow you don't apologize during morning announcements, you're suspended for a week. Mm-hmm. So she goes home. She has a long talk with Archie Simpson. And she says, what do you think? And he's like, as your parent, as a family member, I support you. But as a teacher, I can't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So what does she do? So she goes into school the next day. <clears throat> she has her apology, her sorry, if you will, mm-hmm. um, written on some index cards. And she shows it to <laughs> Principal Radich, Dan mm-hmm. Woods, um, and he approves. And she goes on and she starts to read it. And then she realizes that her conscience is telling her no. And she does apologize for the, the food fight happening. Right. And the thing is, is like, it's not all her. I'm not saying it's all her responsibility, but like that food fight wouldn't have happened if not for her. All right, fine. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. Okay. Um, so then, uh, she accepts her week suspension because she she says that she still stand, believes these other things. Yeah, she and- still believe. Yeah, she does. So they also do a bit where like they show like everybody watching the TV, like watching her give the announcement, smiling. Like mm-hmm. Ashley mm-hmm. is so proud and Snake is so proud, mm-hmm. which I liked. Yeah. So then you get the feeling that she's going to walk away from it and then Dan Woods is going to be like, you know what, you're not suspended. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, she's like, so should I go home, Principal Radich? And he's like, yes. Yeah. Linda yeah. Shiler, Stephen Stone <laughs> on her sad face. But that's like exactly, I mean, there's like real consequences for your choices. Like even if, even if you believe them, like that doesn't mean, I mean, thank God we don't live in a dictatorship, but Could like. Could you imagine if you're like 45 year old Dan Woods who had just has a fucking job to do and this 13 mm-hmm. year old is like, no, I'm, so hard. I'm telling you to spend three times your budget on food. M- meanwhile, and charge the, the same price for the kids. Buying the goddamn hot yeah. lunches. No, I would be like you. Just, I just want to go to sleep. If I was Dan mm-hmm. Woods, mm-hmm. I just want to go to bed. Leave mm-hmm. me alone. Stop. Give me a break. <laughs> you are suspended, motherfucker. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, maybe Dan Woods is my MVP. <laughs> Change your mind. I love I love that yeah. now in retrospect. I, I like Dan how Woods. Emma and uh, Snake had a. a 
understanding. Like she kind of came around to like, oh, I get this now, like in our relationship and what, like, this is your job. Yeah. And like, also you're my stepdad. Yep. Stepfather. Well, he does say, you know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. hills. There, there aren't many hills you should die on. Do you think this is, is one like, of them? She, he poses it to her. He doesn't try to like, I'm pretty sure Emma is going to die on every hill. She does, but yeah. he's not going to condescend mm-hmm. her, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Yeah. And so she makes the decision and, you know, it's supported. But Snake's not, Spike's not going to care. No. She's probably going to be into it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's where we are. We get the Linda Shiloh Stephen Stone right over Emma's uh, face. Mm-hmm. And then we got a B story. Oh, this B story is intense. So this B story. You this, take the lead on this one. <clears throat> this B I story. A, I need a nap. You need a nap after that? Yeah, that was a Ooh. long A story. So this, this B story starts in with Jimmy in all his new swag and a lot of swagger as he kind of like slouches in. This is like early Drake right here, you know? This dude's parents are rich. rich. Mm-hmm. So apparently it was recently Jimmy's birthday, although we never saw that episode. No, I um, couldn't believe that. I know. I was like, I don't believe that if I haven't seen it on TV. Um, so he shows up with all this new stuff that his dad bought him because that's his parents' way of showing affection, well, gift giving. Well, that's an interesting thing because I thought this was going to end up being about how he gets all this stuff, but it, it can't take the place of his parents' love. Yeah. But it wasn't. It, it was, was just not, like yeah. he gets a lot of shit and his parents jealous. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it's like a very, and it was, I don't know, it was very interesting because he doesn't seem to be that bothered by the fact that like he can have these things, but also because he has a horrible relationship with his parents. And yeah, you know. he lives in that cold ice cold house. Yeah. Cause his parents are never around. And he's, so it's not the kind of love and attention he's looking for, but to spinner who can't afford anything, yeah, it's right. like, you know, he can't believe it. And apparently in Canada, sweatshirts were $120. Well, he needs all those triple five sole sweatshirts because his house is so cold. Oh, true. So yeah. He, needs, he needs layers. So yeah. Needs Many layers. Oh, man. I'm The apartment that I moved into is so much colder than my old one because it's oh. like big. It's like big high you ceilings. You need some triple five sole sweatshirts. I know. I might need them. But how? I don't have enough money to buy five of them. $125 for a sweatshirt. Jesus. I just buy hoodies at rock shows for like 40 bucks. I think that's expensive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he walks in with his triple five soul sweatshirts and his new MP3 player. I was like, that's like a knockoff iPod right there. <laughs> and he was like, I can't. And, and, he, and Jimmy was like nonplussed by the whole thing. Yeah. It's I mean, this a- was definitely in the era when I still was carrying my disc man around in the giant pocket of my coat and it would sometimes not play because it was upright. Yeah, it would skip. Yeah. Or I used to love it. I remember listening to Modest Mouse in 2004 on that a lot. You'd like carry your CDs with you mm-hmm. in a book, like a CD. Yeah. A so you had it, so you could book. switch them around. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, uh, you're a kid. He had A's. really awful headphones. You have your kid A in there. Oh your yeah. Stories from the city, stories from the sea in there. Which, who's that? PJ Harvey. Oh, okay. You have your, uh, heartbreaker, Ryan Adams heartbreaker in there. Probably. I didn't really listen Maybe to Ryan your, Adams. Uh, your Yankee Hotel Foxtrot popping about in there. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't you a big Wilco your, fan uh, either. Your, uh, your uh, fucking uh, Boys for Pele, Tori Amos, <laughs> chopping around <laughs> in your disc band, you know. You have, uh, you know, all sorts of things. You have your Clem oh. Snide records, your, 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 your favorite mistake or whatever that fucking thing was. Oh, no. Uh, Ghost of Fashion, Clem Snide just knocking about in your disc band. <laughs> 
But well, ever since Miss Quan broke Spinner's disc man, he's been listening to cassettes. Yeah, he's been listening to cassettes. So he's got his like, uh, you know, his cassettes in there. He's got his fucking. Uh, uh, you know what I had on cassette? Uh, what? Billy Joel, River of Dreams. River of Dreams. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> Mariah Carey, Music he's probably Box. Probably got uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, Knocking About His Flesh and Blood by Poison. Maybe just kicking around Motley Crue's Doctor Feelgood stuff like that. Just some good cassettes. <laughs> just some good Deep cassettes. Purple, fucking. Uh, uh, Fucking deep purple. <laughs> I really, really miss the art of mixtapes. Like, even a mix CD really doesn't do yeah. it. Mixtapes are the greatest. I used to. In the world. I used to also tape things off the radio and the timing of getting the song right at the beginning and knowing you were going to get the song you wanted. And then, like, I had the two tape, the two tape things so you could yeah, tape from one to the other, so yeah. you could like make a new yeah, you one. Were a monster, of course. Oh you my god! I still have about somewhere in this apartment. Like 10 blank cassettes. Oh, blank ones? I have um, about 20 mixtapes at my parents' house. Adrian still has a bunch of tapes. Yeah. I have um, my Sony Dream Machine that I got for my eighth birthday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It has a tape player in it. My last car also had a tape player, so I used to listen to them sometimes. Yeah, mixtapes were where it was at. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. I was in a coffee shop recently by my work, and we were talking about mixtapes, and the guy who was working in the coffee shop was probably 25 or 26, and he was referring to mix CDs as mixtapes, and I was like, oh, no, 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 honey, that's not a mixtape. Like It took... It was a lot of effort. A lot of time. But that's like what was so special about it. It didn't cost that much, but it took so much effort that it was a really special gift. But it was like an afternoon. You'd spend an afternoon figuring it out, going back and forth. Well, then I used to make like multiple copies of the same one. I did like Christmas mixtapes of all the Christmas songs that everyone used to do, which now you can just listen to on Spotify and there's no magic to it whatsoever. No, all of the the work and joy has been sucked out of of musicalism. I have VHS tapes of music videos from the late 90s. I have a million of them. I, I refuse to get rid of some of them. That's why... And they're all online. I can watch them all at any time. There's no effort. There's no... Well, kids don't value music. They listen no, to it. Yeah. But they don't value it. And that's why a lot of it's not great. Yeah. It's sad. Anyway, what were we talking about? Degrassi. The cassette tapes. The, um, the MP3 player that uh, Jimmy gets. Oh, look, there's Emma going fishing again. I'd rather die of cancer than not have a future at all. That's what Ellie says. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> die of cancer than not, at like 20, than not have a future at all. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's the same. What's the difference? It's the same thing. Yeah. I just jumped back to yeah. the future. But anyway. So, so uh, I, well, so with the B story, uh, there's like Marco and Spinner are both like, whoa, Jimmy, that's impressive. The amount of shit that you get from your parents. And Jimmy seems nonplussed, but also they don't understand his sad relationship with his parents. I get that. But I, but, would, I would argue they're not telling the story that he has a sad relationship with his parents. No, we episode. know that from before. Yeah, I guess. But it's even... Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's, it's, like, it's asking a lot of retention for young people watching a TV show. <laughs> I you're mean, right. if they're binging it, maybe not. Um, but Or if they put as much emphasis on it as we did. But they weren't binging it in 2003. There was no, no, that's true. That's true. Um, until they started doing the marathons. They were binging on food and vomiting. Oh, that kind Binge. of binging and purging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Metallica live album, Live Binge and Purge. <laughs> I had that on cassette. It was I bet called you did. Live Shit Binge and Purge. Nice. 
I had a I had a VHS of just Daria episodes taped off of MTV. Now I have it all on DVD. I used to have VHSs of I taped all of the Young Ones episodes off of Comedy Central. Oh wow! And they were running those, and I would watch them over and over again. Wow! Oh god, I love those. Anyway, we're getting very yeah. nostalgic. Yeah, there's so many good memories of tapes, various <clears throat> tape technology. Um. So anyway, so. Uh, Spinner is really stuck on this Like I can't have these things that Jimmy Can have and he doesn't appreciate it That's not fair which Totally I mean Totally valid feeling to have like I'd Feel really bad in his position too like I I just want to make I agree yeah I totally agree. Yeah. I get why Spinner... We don't really know, though, Spinner's backstory. They're just, like, asking us to accept right now that he's, like, poor. Which mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not, but we've never been told that before. No. And Spinner was like, you've been wearing that shirt since the... I mean, it's Jimmy. You've been wearing that shirt since the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. That was mean. It was really mean. And I think that it was, like, a little too far. And I think that Jimmy didn't realize, like, what button he pushed. Well, he thought he was but just he being, was... like, a dude fucking yeah, with his buddy. Yeah, And it really hit Spinner the wrong way. And then Jimmy stupidly left his MP3 player, like, on the bench where Spinner's stuff was. And he had already left. And so Spinner decided to take the MP3 player. And Jimmy doesn't even realize that it's gone until, like, a day later. Yeah, he doesn't even notice. No, he doesn't even notice, which says a lot about, like, his relationship to this stuff. To his material belongings. To his material belongings, which, to be fair, he did not ask for. It's not like... Well, yes. Can I... I just want to do one... He's got... His parents have so many schnapps in that house. I know. There are ton, There are so many <laughs> 75 schnapps. I want to just rewind mm-hmm. for a moment. Yes. Back to when we were talking about how Jimmy lives in a cold house and he's sad and his mm-hmm. parents are never there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we do know that. Yeah. We, they do not tell us that in this episode. And also, I will say, Jimmy makes a point to say that Spinner is always... At his house. Yes. And his parents are always like giving him things, which yeah. makes me think his parents are around because his parents are there to cook meals yeah. and have dinners and stuff. So this episode maybe is a little his, weird. Or maybe his parents are buying them pizza, but they're not there. But okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like how to make this all plausible. No, you're right. You are right that that could be it, but yeah. they don't say that. They He's freeloading off like, their money, but not not off of their love no, and attention. But he says like you're always around, and my parents like think of you as another kid. But anyway. yeah, but they might. I mean, in the same way that they're never around for Jimmy either. So right, maybe it's true. The, that's a great yeah. point. You got me. I don't know. You got me. You got me. Marco dressed like fucking Back to the Future right now, and I'm <laughs> and I just pointed I just pointed to the TV yeah. like Rachel did last week. That's what Marco I mean. is dressed like Back to the Future though. He might also go fishing. I'm not sure. There's a lot of fishing, <laughs> a lot of fishing vests in this and a lot of hoodies, <laughs> like very oversized. Triple five soul baby. I mean, um, I do like uh, Spinner's dragon sweatshirt that mm-hmm. he gets made fun of mm-hmm. for. That was very 1997. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably is, and this is 2003. Yeah, so, well, he yeah. was when, when he got it when he was in sixth grade. Yeah. So, um, so Spin- Spinner steals his, doesn't steal, he pockets he, his he, iPod. He pockets the iPod. Um, and then he decides that he's going to buy a sweatshirt by selling this iPod for exactly $120 to someone in the same school. To someone in the bathroom with, like, John Lennon. What are these sun... <laughs> Why do they... All these fucking kids have, have these little tiny sunglasses. weird colored sunglasses. Were those cool in 2003? <laughs> no fucking way. I don't remember and them. And he's, like, all... They're all wearing them uh, inside. Yeah. This kid 
who he meets in the bathroom, who he's going to try to sell the MP3 player to with the sunglasses, mm-hmm. is my favorite character in the history of the show. <laughs> he is like a goon <laughs> times seven. And he apparently has lots of money. But well, not no, as much as Jimmy. Because the the iPod is 500 bucks. Yeah. So Spinner's going to sell it for exactly $120, which might not have... he. I don't know if he considered shipping for his sweatshirt. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. he's going to get that yeah, shipping money. Yeah, because the sweatshirt money. was 120 Canadian on the internet. Yeah. So then they're going to pass this deal. And when they do, Spinner is like standing by the exit door and waiting for this kid. And then Jimmy comes up to talk to him. And Spinner doesn't brush him off very well at all. Like oh. for, he's dumb. Well, like Jimmy, <laughs> well, Jimmy doesn't, Jimmy just, Jimmy doesn't just come up to talk to him. Yeah. Jimmy straight up apologizes to Spinner. Yeah. And Which says, was I'm nice, really yeah. sorry. I shouldn't have said that stuff, you know. Every blah blah blah, and then he's like, and then Spinner's like, I accept your apology. Like, get out of here, because Spinner's mm-hmm. waiting for the kid to yeah. sell Jimmy's yeah. iPod to. Yeah, and Jimmy's like, well, isn't this the point when we just like shake hands and walk home, best friends again? And he's like, oh, we'll walk to school in the morning. And then like the kid shows up, and he's like, hey man, don't you have something for me? And like Jimmy realizes, yeah, he's trying to sell the iPod, and Spinner walks away. Yeah, no, sorry, Jimmy walks away. Yeah, Spinner stays there. Um, so then Spinner takes a job working in the cafeteria yes. so he can, and you know, when he's in the hairnet, he's Gavin, he's Gavin. Um, so Jimmy shows up the next day and Spinner puts the iPod on a tray and passes it to Jimmy to be like, I'm, and he does say, I'm sorry. Yeah. He never explains to Jimmy that Jimmy left it. He didn't like, he pockets it, but it's not the same as like actively. It's the same it. as actively stealing it. Because he wasn't going to give it back to him. No. So it is stealing it. Yeah. Yes, he didn't like go into Jimmy's bag and take it, mm-hmm. if that's the only way yeah. you can steal. But if 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 I saw your fucking phone... And then you decided to sell I it. And kept yeah. it and was going to yeah. sell it, yeah. you would say I stole it. Yeah. But I would but give it back But if you give it you. back to me before you actually sold I'd it... I'd dunk it in the toilet first just yeah. to see. Yeah, but I wonder also if Jimmy had apologized, if Spinner would have felt bad enough that he would have like turned around and not done it. I do not think Spinner was going to sell the iPod after Jimmy apologized. Yeah, I think the guy showed up. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh shit, what am I going to do?" Yeah, I yeah. believe in Spinner. Yeah, Spinner had felt bad enough. Yeah, and then Jimmy will not accept his apology. Yeah, which this I'm like, a- wow, Jimmy expecting Spinner to accept his apology, but not not offering that favor or extending that hand or whatever the phrase I'm looking for is the other way around olive branch olive branch yeah well this was a no th- forgiveness this was Jimmy's a forgiveness part. episode everyone was asking yeah. for forgiveness or not asking for forgiveness in Emma's case mm-hmm. it's true it's true so yeah so that was a good wrap up I'm pretty sure that's we hit all the points oh, that's everything. yeah that's all of it so Rachel yeah we're having a great time oh yeah how much do you think this episode went there from a scale of one to ten? Oh, well, are you going to ask me about my favorite outfit first? Oh, fuck. Sorry. MVO. I know. I mean, you know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's Emma's, Emma's fishing outfit. Yeah. But did, did Marco's back to the future I mean, outfit change a little that's bit? That's also like kind of going up there. Um, the other outfits, there was another, there were a couple other outfits I appreciated. Um, one being that guy who's going to buy the well, iPods outfit. Um, that was pretty good. And then also Paige's sweater during the food fight was like another one. Yeah. yeah. Her green sweater yeah. with the yeah. ties. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty. And, all and that like the fringe, fringe on the bottom yeah. of it. How would we know? How can we possibly remember that? Yeah. Cause we're watching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it, I was like, there was like Paige did have a good outfit, but I didn't remember exactly what it was. Thank God for um, the episode being. Yeah. Also, also Emma's shirt that says no GMOs with like the Ghostbusters yeah. red circle. I also like Sheila that they still have the same Sheila of the lunch. Yeah. Lady. Look at this blue with green macaroni. That's disgusting. Sorry. Food fights are. <laughs> we're back at, to the food fight. <laughs> they make me want like yeah. just watching this. We're watching the food fight right now, Broomheads, yeah. and this it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Food is disgusting unless it's being yeah. eaten. And the second any food gets like remotely cold to me, it's mm-hmm. I'm out. Unless it's cold food. Are you someone who can't have your food touching? No, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're like, like okay I'm to totally eat a burrito and stuff. I yeah. like to like if I have like rice and chicken, I like to put everything together and yeah. take a bite. Yeah, okay. So I'm not like that. But if like food is supposed to be hot and then it gets cold, I'm not into it. Makes me it mm-hmm. grosses me mm-hmm. out. Like Max, my son, will eat like food that's like cold and I hate it. Yeah, I don't care about that. It doesn't bother me. That's fine. I know it's a weirdo thing of mine. Yeah. So my ratings. How much on a scale of one to ten, one being the least amount of going there and ten mm-hmm. being the most that it could possibly go there. I was a little bit on the fence on this one. Really? I are we doing halves? You can do whatever the fuck. This is okay. our podcast. This is a fucking. I'm matter. gonna go with a four and a half. <laughs> Come on. You. Why do you think this didn't go there then? All right. Tell me why you think it did. And okay. Sway me. Sway my opinion. So I think that this went there a little bit because these are actually some pretty big fucking issues that are they're talking about. They're just not like dramatic. Like no one dies. Um, but. Both, both like, you know, the fact that Emma gets suspended, Spinner's stealing stuff, blah, blah, blah. But we're talking about economic disparity and we're talking about like uh, genetically modified (laughs) foods and whether they give you cancer. That that means nothing. Um, But like, you'd rather have a future and die of cancer. Yeah, but then it's also bringing up, that's bringing up more economic disparity. Like, who can afford to have like this nicer food? That's a great point. Yeah. So I think that it's actually like, it goes there in a way that you don't expect. And also, that food fight is amazing. That food fight is amazing. It's just gross. That's a good, all of your points are very good. (laughs) What are you going with? Two. Yeah. Because I don't think it went there at all. Mm -hmm. But, you, I did. I wrote down mm-hmm. the number one. Mm-hmm. So then you just swayed me up to a two. two. Oh, okay. That's so something. you got me. You got me. I mean, These I feel numbers like mean nothing I feel me. like the the stealing the car episode only went there a little bit because they stole a car, which is like not that a episode good... did not go there at all. That's yeah. the worst episode. Yeah. So, far so I'm like, if seen. that's the thing that we have to the standard, I have to compare no to. clue what I gave that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what you gave it? Uh, yeah. I probably have it in my notebook. I I never write down when I give it. I just usually make it up on the spot. But I wrote it down here. I was being good. Okay, so we went there. We MVO'd. Now we got to do I gave it a four, that episode. I gave it a fucking four. Yeah, because they stole a car. They didn't steal anything. And they drove underage. Pass. (laughs) I think there was one that I gave a zero, though. Or a point five. Look at we're watching the TV. Watch this is the guy who she's gonna sell also, the MP3 player to. That polo shirt thing. Plus he weird fucking glasses. is the greatest. He, he looks very like a goody. fucking doofus. Dude, when did Spinner get his ear pierced on the the Traga spear? Do you know? I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh-huh. I've recently, uh huh, <laughs> toying with the idea of getting your ear pierced. Do you want to go together? I'll get another one. But what would I? It's stupid, right? No, it's not. But what it's would great. I get? 
I don't know. What do you want to get? Like maybe one of those kind of hoopy yeah. things. Yeah. They hurt a lot, but those ones supposedly. No, like I would do it Oh, here. just here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That hurt. That's nothing. Yeah. You should get that. You look really cool. Dudes don't. You know what you would look like? You look like Tracker. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But I've been like, oh, Think maybe. about it. I was thinking about it. What did Adrian say? I never brought it up to her. She's the first she's going to hear of it. <laughs> I just saw like a dude with like two of, not gauges, but like mm-hmm. kind of. Like, like little pluggy things. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that kind of looks cool. Yeah. I think, I think like earrings on guys looks cool. Oh. But not spinners. Uh, They're a little intense. They're also from like the time. I wore earrings like that at that time period too. The, the Actually, fucking... I got this. This ear piercing I got in 2002. With <laughs> so the this... bars in the middle of them? Yeah, the little balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel. Yeah. Who is your most valuable Degrassian MVD? What if you're going to be surprised or not? I think I am going to be surprised because I don't think you're going to pick who the obvious pick is. Yeah. Uh, my, my MVP is Snake. Wow, yeah. Um, I almost went straight off of the Principal Radich impression <laughs> from that right opening. The but then I really felt like Snake stood his ground with Emma and like helped her learn something. And you know how I like the learning something. You love learning. Um, but, but Emma was the learner. You yeah, liked, Emma annoyed you me. You the teacher. Emma annoyed me too much in this episode you at different points. too much of yourself in yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. fishing outfit I would definitely I wear all saw, the time. I think you were fine. I'm wearing funny. a fishing outfit right now. I've got the hat and everything. You look like John Popper. Yeah. <laughs> You know I met John Popper once. Do you know John yeah. Popper called my fucking house when I was a child? Oh yeah, I was a big fan. I was a big Blues Traveler uh-huh. fan when I was like in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and I wrote a letter to John Popper and I put my phone number on it, and he called my family home mm-hmm. at like two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and like my dad answered, and I was a kid, and he was probably so fucked up at the time. Yeah, and like put me on the phone with him, like woke, uh, rose me out of bed. Uh-huh. I was like, this fucking some guys on the phone, like from a band. And I talked <laughs> to him you? and like, I was so dazed. I was uh-huh. like, what the fuck is happening right now? So I also talked to John Popper when I was in eighth grade. I won tickets to see Blues Traveler, but it was four years later. So it was like 1998, a little late on the Blues Traveler uh, train, if, if you will. Um, and my friend Jen and I went to see them they were playing at like uh the local university and we it was close enough to my parents house that we would get like dropped off and picked up it was like one of the few concerts where I was allowed to do that because it was 10 minutes away um so as we were waiting to get picked up we were waiting outside and John Popper like happened to come out so we like went to get our ticket stubs signed by him and he was like High as a kite. <laughs> He's a real creep. He's um, a real creep. And the best part about it was that he wrote our names backwards on the ticket. So it said to Letcher and Nedge. Like on purpose? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Good. He was just like, and he was. He's I, a right wing gun nut. Oh, is he? He was talking about some real crazy stuff, and I was just like, okay, like, bye. I was 13. <laughs> Evidently, he's like a real weird internet guy. Uh, now, yeah. I don't yeah, really know. Yeah. I've just heard yeah. weird things about him. But yeah, when I was a kid, I put my... Why, why would I do that? Yeah. Do you know what I also, I have a ticket stub still at home somewhere signed by him. The I also once wrote a letter to... <laughs> Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and I put my phone number on it, and Dickie Barrett also called my own. Really? Yes. <laughs> How did 
did you find all these addresses? They were on the CDs. Oh, like, okay. Be, like, you just wrote to the ones, yeah. Letter to, like, I definitely did that and never got a so phone call from letters. anyone. I wrote letters to everyone. I would get yeah. letters back a lot. Yeah, yeah. Dancehall Crashers, Less Than Jake, uh-huh. Fishbone. I would get letters yeah. back all the time. But I would put my phone, who, like, who, what a lunatic. Yeah. I'd put my phone, my parents. I definitely phone. remember when I first had the internet, my friend and I trying to find the phone numbers of the members of Fuel. I was I, like, never this looking was for phone Very numbers. easy to find these things at that Fuel, time period. We haven't talked yeah. about Fuel in a while. Oh, I know. In it's my all... head. In my... Does that feel? Yeah. All right. In my head again. That's Fuel? Yeah, in my hands. Oh, but in yeah. my hands. Yeah. I wasn't a big fuely. <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Blue Strangler. I was, yeah, I was young. I yeah. was a big fan. Letter and Nudge. We didn't net most value. Oh, you did. You Snake. Snake, Snake. Snake yeah. Is Snake is my most valuable, yeah. Uh, my most valuable Degrassian is Emma. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I knew you didn't yeah. like her. But it's probably because you see too much of yourself in her. But I like you. Yeah, so, so then you're drawn I to Emma. it. Yeah, exactly. I liked that she stood her ground. I liked that she I think this also happened with JT once, so... I think the issue is you disagree with the uh, cause she's fighting for. Yeah, that's a little bit of it. But for sure. I love that she was steadfast for fighting what she believed in. Yeah. I don't care what the cause is. Yeah, yeah. I like that she didn't give a shit, that she went out there and like fucking held the sign mm-hmm. and got in trouble and was like unafraid. I like the fearlessness of it. Yeah. I like that. And it's fearlessness not rooted in like dumb shit. Yeah. It's fearlessness about like an issue that she cares about. Yeah, maybe so I, I should. Really, yeah, I was really into it. Man, yeah. This episode. I loved. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, I wrote, I wrote down, Emma, uh, in this episode, has ratcheted up in the ranks for me, maybe my favorite character. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, because she was conviction. It was about conviction. Yeah. I don't know about the cause. I don't care about the cause. Yeah. It was the conviction behind the cause. I think that the thing that actually bugged me the most about Emma in this episode, less so than the, um, less so than anything with what the cause actually was, was her refusal to take any responsibility for the food fight happening. She didn't start the fucking food fight. She did. No, she didn't. She She instigated legal cases. Immediately. It was a mistake. Legal cases. It was dry French fries. Yeah. It was dry French fries. She did not start the food fight. It was not intentional. Look at that great acting by Principal Radish. You sure you didn't want to go for him? Dan Woods was actually good. Yeah. He was good he was in this episode. In this. Look at yeah. fucking zombie Ashley yeah. right now. This is when we're at the moment we're watching on TV so when they're weird. all ha- like <laughs> pleased with Emma standing her ground. They're all watching green screens. They added Ashley's that later. eye makeup is fucking hideous. Yeah, it's really bad. It's corpse Ashley. Oh my goodness. This is a real corpse heavy episode. No Liberty. Now Liberty was good in this episode. She had like two, two lines. Can I say something yeah. about Liberty? Yeah. And we might want to cut this. Okay. In the episode where you hate Liberty so much. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I don't, they were not trying to do this, but, and we will, this should be not in the episode. Okay. I think Liberty is portrayed, especially in that episode and in most episodes, and I don't think they're doing this on purpose. But the way they write and portray Liberty is mm-hmm. Liberty is on the spectrum. I'm, not, I'm so? not making a joke. 
when you say her un- her being so unaware mm-hmm. of what she's doing and how she is that perceived by other people, she mm-hmm. comes... I'm going to talk to somebody because maybe we will keep this. She comes off as a character who is on the spectrum. And that's that felt real. Like, that felt... That I liked. I wish they would have, like, explored that. Yeah. They don't. But they write her like that in the early episodes. She's 100% that kind of, like, I... I I follow a trajectory. I have a thing, and no one's gonna bump me off of that. Mm-hmm. Very obsessed with something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, how's the rest of that salad? You love chewing into the microphones. Mm-hmm. You love making the broom heads listen to your chewing. Yeah, I do. Um. Yep. Great episode. I, Great what episode. did you think of the episode? Oh, oh, my I God. I love this episode. I forgot almost the most important. Oh, <laughs> the most important. <laughs> the most important segment of the whole show. Hey, Rachel, did you check out yeah. any of the Degrassi cast Instagrams this week? I mean, yes, obviously the ones don't I follow. Fucking <laughs> don't do it that. It seemed quiet this week. It was pretty quiet this week because I don't really. All I know is Cassandra Steele posted a couple of like real like professional pics. Yeah, Pat Mastrosriani is posting more about Degrassi Palooza, but yeah. that's the same as last week. They just announced yeah. more people, but they're all from the original. But one of my favorite things about it that I saw today on one of his posts was that someone commented and said, "Hey, is it okay for a seventeen-year-old to attend this?" Mm. Like I'm assuming himself, and uh, Pat replied like. Uh, yeah, if you want to hang out with a bunch of weird adults, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. I just want to point out that you kind of like shit on the, hey, did you see any yeah. Degrassi characters' Instagrams this week? And then every single week you have like a good anecdote. Yeah, from I do have one, yeah. So just embrace, yeah. The, embrace it. I yeah. still. Put, I feel like there's people I'm not following that I need to be following. But. I still put up with stupid one to ten, it yeah. goes there every week. Oh, you don't like that? I've not liked it for a million years. Jeez. But I put up with it. Mm-hmm. I think you should put up with, hey, mm-hmm. have you seen anybody's Instagram accounts? And not say, <laughs> well, the ones I follow every week. Next week, we'll add our Ask a Canuck <laughs> segment. We, knew a Canuck. we can ask Lindsay. She's from Buffalo. That's yeah. almost. I know a couple Canucks. That's almost Canuck. Yeah. I know a couple Canucks. The Canuck. Can- Nanook of the North. <laughs> Canuck of the North. Canuck of the North. Against. Against. Emma sorry. said against. Her, she had to write her story oh, no. out. E- Ellie said, we know you're against. Yeah. That. This was a good episode. All it right, was. fans. It was a good episode. I really liked it a lot. Write, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. What did I say? Right. But right. also write an email. Yeah. Right. <laughs> write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. Nobody does any of this shit. <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe. Um, you can... Follow us on Instagram. Maybe one day we'll make some kind of fun, exciting thing on the internet for you guys to do. But that's not today or this week. So what kind of fun, exciting things I don't know. on the internet would they a do? A Patreon. If we put a Patreon up, it would be so sad. <laughs> Look, this is Principal Radish is about to take a bite of this fucking tomato on the episode. Come on, <laughs> I heard who that does sound. that? What was that sound again? <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Just chewing styrofoam over here. All right. This was a fun one. It was a really... I liked this episode a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I'm ready for like a fucking serious episode. We'll get one of those, I'm I sure. I need an episode that has just one... Fu- it's so much with the two stories. Yeah. Well, they're always going to be the two stories. We had that one episode that was only one yeah. story. Remember, it was the party. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. 
We'll see you next week, guys. We love you all so very we much. We do love you. We're our best friends. Probably, yeah. Wait till you see this picture of Rachel <laughs> just <laughs> fucking sitting behind this pillow. All right, y'all. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.